Do you wish you had reliable whole food plant-based meals that were quick, simple, and actually tasted good? Would you like to find your new favorite healthy drinks, snacks, and desserts that make you smile big? Then you're going to love the Power on Plants cookbook. Inside, you'll find our family's favorite recipes that give us more time, more energy, and more joy every single day. Our clients taste tested these recipes and have given their rave reviews. And then I gathered them all up into one delicious collection just for you. Rich Alfredo sauce, creamy tomato soup, tasty burgers, mouth-watering dressings, nacho cheese sauce, brownie batter hummus, and so many more. You no longer have to choose between healthy and delicious. Grab your cookbook and all the current bonuses at poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook today. That's poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook. Hey there, sunshine. Welcome to the Power on Plants podcast. We're your host, Jared and Anita Roussel, and we're absolutely head over heels for whole plant foods and helping you navigate this incredible plant-based journey. That's because our lives have been completely changed by plant-based goodness. We used to struggle every day with excess pounds and low energy, vascular disease, joint pain, and lack of sleep, just to name a few. And even though we're medical professionals, we still weren't getting practical answers that actually worked. So we dug into the research, we started living what we learned, and now we both have our lives back. And that's what we want for you too. The truth is you can do this and it's not hard. You just need a way that will bring real and lasting change. And that path, it has to be simple and enjoyable and it's got to be delicious too. So are you ready to live your life to the fullest? Then you're in the right place because living without limits, that's what Power on Plants is all about. So pull up your chair, grab a matcha latte and let's get started. Hello, sister, and welcome back. We are thrilled to be hanging out with you again today. And if you are new and this is your first time joining us, there has never been a better time to plug in and tune in to this podcast. We have some exciting announcements today. You may have noticed we've changed the podcast cover. Just a a tweak or two. We've changed the name. It used to be Smarter Healthy Living. Now, the podcast is going to be called Power on Plants. Why? Because we are already using that name for the cookbook, the Power on Plants cookbook and the Power on Plants membership. It just makes sense to bring everything together. It also much better defines what we're doing because we are talking about getting your energy back building a life that you love that makes you feel great from the inside out. And that's going to be done when you fuel your body with the best food that's available. And that is whole plant foods. So we're talking about how do you do that in a way that's simple, enjoyable and delicious that you absolutely love. So you have no trouble doing that for a lifetime. And then possibilities just blow wide open for you in life because now you feel like doing all the stuff you wanted to do before and just couldn't do. So that's what we're doing. That's why we changed the name to Power on Plants podcast. And along with the name change, you're also going to notice new intro. And we're excited about it because I think it defines a lot more of what we're doing, what our heart is, what our passion is for you, and um, just how we just have a heart's desire to help you out as you build your best life ever. We spend a lot of time looking for that music, so we hope you love it. We wanted to pick something that would inspire you, that when you hear it, you are just ready to jump right in and listen to that episode. 
leave a comment or leave a review and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear what you think about the changes. We always love hearing from our listeners and just feeling like, you know, we're hanging out with you. We love to hang out with you over the um, airwaves, I guess, as we say. (laughs) But we just feel like we're kind of all hanging out in the living room together. And that's how we want you to feel, too. So always, always, if you have a suggestion, a comment, a question, leave those. Jared and I read those personally um, right now. And we'll continue to do that as long as we're able we are at a place now where we're starting to bring on different people to help us out within the business as well. And so you may be getting to know some other people inside of Power on Plants and Smarter yeah. Healthy Living too. Make it a up. family. Absolutely. We're all about that. You know, we're all about family. Okay. So today, what are we talking about? What is on the agenda for today? Well, we've talked about this a little bit before, but I keep getting asked this question about carbs and are all carbs bad? And I think that just comes from the fact that all around us, there are posters, there are ads, there are different things about carbs are bad for you. They're terrible for you. And with the wave of keto and um, different just paleo and every kind of O. Exactly. (laughs) All the O's. They convince you that the fuel that your body actually needs and was created to run on, which is carbs, are all bad for you. And just because one type of something is bad doesn't mean they're all bad. So what's the difference here? What are we talking about? The main differences between the the bad carbs and the good carbs? Mm -hmm. Is that what you mean? Mm -hmm. Well, the the big difference with the bad carbs is that they're stripped from their natural product, the the natural package that they're made in. So when we're talking about bad carbs and we're talking about white sugars and... A lot of the refined white sugars, a lot of the refined sugars, the syrups and things like that that are just highly, highly concentrated, nothing but just the sugar molecule. So Cairo, corn syrup, we're talking confectioner sugar, um, any kind of white sugars, even brown sugars really are not that great. Um, Things like... They're refined, but have a little bit of the... Oh... A little it? bit of the minerals and things and there may yeah. be, but there, they, it may not be quite as refined as white, but we know that but they're very close. Yeah, they are really close. So that's not, those are not the best choices. So what do you choose? I mean, do you eat desserts when you eat plant-based? What no, do you eat? No, you can never have another dessert again. That's it. We're done. <laughs> All right. Episode is over, guys. No, seriously, we, we eat dessert and people are just that. astounded by that fact. I say, no, we still enjoy some of these things. We just enjoy them in a better way. Yes, love your desserts. Enjoy your desserts. Now, that doesn't need to be the main portion of your plate. And that doesn't mean you need to eat desserts with every meal or that every breakfast should be sweet. Like, we've got to... You need to learn a balance here. Yes. I mean, we all have to learn that in our life. What's what's the good balance? What's the right balance? But when you want a little dessert, eat it. It's like on that last dress, the last one of the last episodes that I shared about the balsamic dressing recipe and how a lot of people will add maple syrup. That there's a popular recipe out where it calls for maple syrup. Well, why add maple syrup to that? It is a better sugar. So if you're going to use a sugar, it's one of the better ones because you'll get some trace minerals and things like that. Not enough to make it such a, to call it a health food. Right. I would never call that a health food. But And it's not a whole plant food, but it is better than. So if you're going to eat something sweet, yes. But in a dressing like that, what I want you to think about is if something's already sweet, like the balsamic vinegar, which is naturally sweet, why use your maple syrup there? Save it, reserve it for when you're making those delicious um, dessert recipes where you'd absolutely love having it in there. And thus you have the balance. 
But the thing I also want to address here is diabetes, because there are a lot of people, they think, well, I'm going to get high blood sugar if I eat sugars, or I'm going to get, or I already have it, already have diabetes. What am I supposed to do? And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. What are the best foods to eat if you already have diabetes? And what are the best foods to eat to avoid it? And one of the, the sad things that I feel about this is that many people are told to avoid certain things like fruits or berries, things that are high in phytonutrients, things that are high in these nutrients that help your body heal. So the foods are good for you. I mean, there are phytonutrients in there. There's fiber in there. All that stuff's been removed when you start eating the sugars that are taken out of the foods. So if you're eating the whole foods, it's so much better for you. So if you have diabetes, that doesn't mean you should never eat any fruit. It's going to be a little bit harder for your body to process even the better fruit, the better sugars, which are the fruits and things like that. So you want to start out when you're in this journey Eat some of the great things that are low glycemic fruits. You still should get your fruits. We're going to explain why it's a little harder for your body to process that once you do have diabetes. But it's like Jared was saying to me before, you know, if you already have it, it's different than if you don't. So in the beginning, what was it you were saying earlier? Are you having fun and getting some helpful tips today? then please leave mom and dad a review because they love getting to know you more. Friend, we hope you're enjoying this episode as much as we love sharing it with you. It's our prayer that it's inspiring you and filling you with hope. If so, would you stop right now and share this podcast with another woman who's been praying for a health breakthrough? It would be a huge blessing to us if you'd take a few seconds to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts too. And now, back to the episode. Well, what I was mentioning before is that your car, gasoline is good for your car. Your car needs it, but not when it's on fire. No. Because if your car is burning out of control and you put gasoline in it, it's going to explode. So it's almost that same kind of scenario with sugar that when your body is healthy and it's working like it should, the sugar is being processed normally. But when we have diabetes, and we'll explain a little bit that it's not the sugar that causes the diabetes. Yeah, because it sounds like you're saying maybe it co- it's the no, sugar that causes no. it. no. Because the sugar's not, or the gas isn't what made the car catch on fire. Right. You know, something else did that. Same thing with the sugar. So, And in this case, the something else is fats. So It is. It is the saturated fats that get inside of your muscle cells and kind of gum up the process so that it doesn't work right. So when insulin hits that little receptor, it's almost like when the key goes in the lock, it fits and you kind of turn and try to jiggle it, but it won't turn. You know it's the right key, mm-hmm. but it won't turn to unlock. So Mm -hmm. then it doesn't let you in the house. Well, same thing with the sugar. When that insulin doesn't function properly because of the fats that are inside of the muscle cell, then the sugar can't be let inside the muscle cell. And so then your blood sugar goes up because the sugar stays in your blood. And it goes crazy and it causes all these other problems. So the sugar stays in your blood instead of being able to get into your cells to be used properly where it's needed. And that's why, and the fats are causing the sugar to not be able to get into the cell. That's just the summary. Now, I will say, if you have diabetes... Please follow the the direction of your healthcare provider. We don't want you to say, hey, I'm going to go crazy on berries and fruits and all these things. No, we want you to start incorporating these things, but you have to do it wisely. You have to keep a good eye on your blood sugar levels, and you have to make sure you follow the, your proper medical advice. And honestly, one of the best things you can do, if you can, is find a plant 
plant-based doctor. I mean, if you can find a plant-based doctor who is passionate about this and they're out there and oh, they're out there. What do you think are the best? What's the best um, website where they can find a good plant-based doctor? You can actually find that at plantbaseddocs.com, D-O-C-S.com. Yes. And then if you don't have one in your area, a lot of doctors are still supportive of this decision because honestly, one of the things that most healthcare providers agree on, even people who believe in different types of diets or eating than whole food plant-based, we can all agree that the more whole plant foods you get, the better. Nobody's going to argue with that. No one, because the research is there and it shows the more fruits and veggies, the better you're going to be. Now, again, with diabetes, you want to look at the lower glycemic ones first and not make the main part of your plate be fruit. I mean, it just makes sense. And honestly, even without diabetes, the main part of your plate should not be fruit. I mean, it just shouldn't be. You need a lot of, well, you need the five foundational foods in balance. So you need the whole foods, the whole plant feeds, and that's going to be the grains, the legumes, the nuts, the seeds, the fruits, and the vegetables. The veg. And we want a lot of vegetables, and a lot of those whole grains, and you're going to vary it up. Go back. We have a ton of different podcast episodes where we go into the five foundational foods and talk about each one in different episodes. And that would be a great place to start to learn more about how to build that plate. But so that all of that to say you don't want to have just big piles of fruit. And honestly, it might not be best for you to look up a recipe like plant-based ice cream that's just bananas right now. Like that's not a good place for you to start if you already have diabetes and someone without it shouldn't be eating huge bowls of that either. I mean, enjoy it. Don't, it doesn't matter to enjoy. We enjoy that for every once in a while, but we don't eat it every day. And we don't eat a big giant bowl of it either. No, but it's so good. It is delicious. And if you don't have diabetes down the road, you may be able to have it as well. Because the truth is many, many people who have diabetes have reversed it on whole food, plant-based living. I mean, it is very doable. And if you need some encouragement around this, I mean, you can look up um, testimonials online, just go online. And we've, we've even worked with clients where this has happened and it sometimes it doesn't take too long, but go online and just search, um, plant-based diabetes or whole food, plant-based diabetes, or you could search, um, like reverse diabetes with whole plant foods. Yeah, and you're going to find a lot of testimonials that are going to give you encouragement and spur you on to understand that it can happen. It can happen. This is not just a genetic thing, right? We have a lot of power in what we put into our mouths and how we live our bodies, what type of diseases that we're dealing with on a regular basis. And I know because I've dealt with a lot of different diseases personally that I've had to overcome. And we've seen them go away one by one with whole plant foods. And it's been amazing. And that's why we're so passionate about this, because we know that your life can change by living this way. All right. So we want to go into some of the different low glycemic fruits that you can eat. Now, the lowest one, one of the lowest ones that I know of is cherries. And wait, what? Cherries? Cherries. But, But aren't they sweet? They're so good. They're <laughs> sweet, but they're not super sweet. But I'll tell you. That's the surprising thing, though, mm-hmm. is what? they're sweet, but they're not a high, high level of sugar. Right. And they are delicious. They're amazing for you. So many health benefits with cherries. And look for them in your grocery store. I mean, right now at this time of the year, 
where we live in Florida and it's right now it's August. And so we're finding cherries, organic cherries on the shelves. That doesn't mean they're local, but we're finding them. Okay. Yes. And we eat them quite often and we just pop them in our mouths and spit out the pits or you can use a pitter. There are cherry pitters if you don't like that or honestly just the big fat straws that you drink out of sometimes those plastic thicker ones. You can push those right down the middle of your cherry and the pit will pop out on the other side and that's a great way too as long as it doesn't get stuck in the straw but we've used it. I mean the little plastic flimsy ones that you get from the store which I wouldn't recommend buying those anyway just because of waste and all of that. But you could find maybe a reusable stainless steel straw. A stainless steel one might actually work the best, I think. Just one of the regular sized ones. Nice little handy tip there. Yeah, those work great. Multifunctional tool. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. You can use it for more than one thing, right? And we're all about that because I don't have a place to store all that extra stuff. We just want the stuff that we can use for a lot of different things. And then what about grapefruit, right? Very low glycemic index, apricots, pears, apples. We love apples. Get yourself an apple slicer. It'll make you smile like nobody's business. We love those things. It'll core it, slice it, everything. And we actually just, have three of them. We They get used so much. We use them daily. Don't put them in your dishwasher, though. There's another handy tip for you because the plastic will heat up, get brittle, and they will, they will crack yeah. a lot faster. And we've tried some of the metal ones as well and haven't found one yet that holds up super great but um we use ours daily and there are six of us probably using it daily so i don't expect it to last us as long as maybe it would some people but you can't extend the life you can by not putting it in your dishwasher so there's a little tip for you but we love those i mean it makes such a great kid a kid-friendly snack, but also adult-friendly snack because I've been known to just grab an apple. Slide. I mean, it takes how long? People talk about eating this way. It can take so long. It's so hard. Seriously, how long does it take to press an apple core and slicer down an apple? I mean, I can have that done in about two seconds, maybe. Two seconds if I'm if I'm going slow. And then you can dip it in brownie butter hummus. We have that in the cookbook. You can dip it in like some nut butter. If you like nut butter, you could dip it in a little bit of that. And you don't need a huge amount of that. Maybe if you have diabetes as well with the fats, you may want to stay on the lower side of the fats. Right. But but it's good just a little bit with an apple dipped in it. It's wonderful. And then I've been known to stir some cacao in there and some, <laughs> and some um, I'm trying to think what else. Sometimes a little bit of vanilla bean or something to yeah, give it a vanilla flavor. It and some, then you dip it in flavor. there with the sweetness of that apple. So, so good. Just a simple, easy snack. And oh. really think about this with the fruits that you do eat that are lower glycemic, like the apples, the pears. Um, One of the next ones on the list is strawberries. We love those when they're oh, in we season. we love those. Oh, if you can find a good strawberry, there's just nothing like it. But I was going to say one other thing with the apples, pears, oranges, things like that, that I was mentioning, get a beautiful bowl that brings you joy, like a clear uh. glass bowl, something that brings you joy. Leave those fruits out on your counter, the ones that you know are lower glycemic that you would absolutely love. Again, we're talking specifically more for diabetes here for the types of foods that you would put in it, but leave those out and you'll be so much more likely to choose the good stuff when you surround yourself with it and you can see the beauty of it. And it's just a gorgeous decorative item for your kitchen. I mean, it's naturally beautiful. Peel those stickers off. That's another thing that makes it prettier and then put them in there and, um, your kids will grab them well, and eat them more it, too, and grandkids. It's like an edible work of art. It really, yeah, I it like is. that. It is. It absolutely is. 
and then um, what, what are some of the other ones you were saying? Strawberries, which I we mentioned strawberries, and then those. other berries. Those are fairly low glycemic index. And when mm-hmm. we first learned that, it kind of blew our minds. And we hope that we're blowing your minds just like we did when we first heard all this. But then there are peaches. Uh, oh, we love yeah, those. Those are nectarines. good when they're in season. Yeah, summer uh, when they're dripping so down flavorful. your arm. Dripping down your arm as you take a bite. We've been known to hold over a sink when we eat a peach because if you can get a good, oh, like yeah. a good peach we're here in the South, like a Georgia peach or something like that. Oh, and man, then related to those so apricots, good. nectarines, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can but, find those in season. But I want to go back to berries because there are a lot of berries that people don't eat. And really, honestly, most all of us, all of us should try to be getting berries on a regular basis. They are incredible for you. They're low glycemic index, but eat the seeds too. So you're eating the berry and you're getting the seeds. There are tons of nutrients in there that you're not going to get anywhere else that you're going to get in a berry. So blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, cherries. What else? What other berries? Are you thinking of anything else that I've left out? I mean, there are tons of different, wonderful, delicious berries. Uh, Currants. Mm -hmm. There's those. Um, I'm kind of stuck with the ones you've already said, because those are the ones we commonly see in the grocery store and in the freezer Mm -hmm. section. And then there's Um, another thing. We eat dragon fruit sometimes, and you can get it frozen in your frozen food section. I don't know what the glycemic index of it, but it is not... Excuse me, it's not super sweet. So I'm thinking. No, uh, it's it's about the same level of a, of uh, things like grapes and strawberries. You looked so, at yeah. What's it's the about glycemic the same. index? Do you have it? It is from 48 40? to 52. Okay, and the strawberries and other berries are around four, low 40s, 40, low yeah. 40s. And then you're looking at cherries, a glycemic index of 20. So it's half, okay? So you're still kind of low with the berries, but if you want to go really low, cherries are an amazing place to start. Grapefruit's about 25. Dried apricots, 32. I want to mention one other thing that we didn't mention while we're talking about staying away from the oils and the fats, especially, well, I don't care. Diabetes or no diabetes, we just recommend staying away from oil. From all the refined oils and fats. Any fats that are naturally present in the plant foods, which there are there, we're not talking about those. I mean, even like in a lettuce, there's still some small amount of fats naturally Mm -hmm. present there. We're not... We're not addressing that. Those We're talking about pressed out, exactly. drained out, strained out, chemically removed oils. If you if you ever watch how an oil is prepared to go into a bottle, you might not ever you even want to think about eating it. Just take our word for it. You don't want to do disgusting. that. disgusting. So what, and we're not talking about, you know. We're not even talking about other oils like the oils added to. Um, processed foods, you know, the packaged foods and things that people eat all the time. We eat those and we don't think about it. You start looking at the back of stuff, things that should never have oil added, like your pasta sauce, your, um, like the marinara sauce. Salsa. Another, Absolutely. Another. That's another one. Or a That's pizza a pet sauce. peeve of yours. I can't stand it. I'll stand in <laughs> Why? the... Why? Why is it in there? Exactly. I'll stand in the store. If you ever run into us in the store or you ever go into a store and you just hear somebody on the next style going, Why? Why? It's going to be me. It's going to be me. (laughs) Although I did make another friend in the grocery store not too long ago because we're walking down the aisle and I hear behind me, what the, uh, what, what is this? I mean, why do they put all this crap in here? And I'm changing his words around a little bit, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. He was not happy. And he had just started living healthy plant-based, come to find out, once we started talking. And he was just as disgusted as I get 
with how they add all this junk to the food. And it just is not necessary. It should not be there. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your time to turn every package over. Anytime you buy a package, you're going to look at those ingredients. You're going to say, should this be in here? Why is there oil in here? Why is there salt? Why is there sugar? Why are there 20 things I can't pronounce, right? And you're going to do that and make sure that you don't buy those products. Okay, so we got a little off topic. Right, so I think your point with this was looking for oils in the dried fruits. Exactly. Look for the oils because it's added to a lot of different things. And And dried fruit is notorious for it, and it just doesn't need it. Well, the only thing I can think of is maybe it acts to keep any remaining moisture in there, almost like a barrier, or possibly as a a way to keep the fruit from sticking to one another. But But it's just not necessary. No, because coming from someone who buys raisins that don't have it who buys and i'm not recommending that if you have diabetes you start with raisins that's not a great idea (laughs) but but just start there i'm using it as an example so raisins we buy dried mangoes we buy all kinds of different dried fruits no oil added at all no preservatives at all guess what they just have one ingredient and that's the dried fruit shop around and Listen, let people know what you think by how you spend your dollar, because the way that you shop and what you buy, it speaks highly to the people who are creating these products. Because the things that fly off the shelves, the grocery stores purchase more of it. Right. And the companies that sell more are going to make make more more. of it. And the companies that sell less, they make less. Is it an immediate overnight change? No, but you're voting with your dollar. So Mm -hmm. vote wisely. I want to go back to one other thing we were talking about with diabetes, because we had talked about how fat is the culprit that blocks the ability for sugar to get into your cell. So where, what are the main sources of that fat? Do you think? I think a lot of people would want to know that. It's not what I think. It's what we know. It it actually, and it's not widely spread yet, but science knows this. Is that it's from animal products, the saturated fats from dairy, from the meats, whether it's chicken, whether it's beef, same amount of saturated fat. Fish. Fish. Mm-hmm. People ask about fish a lot. All, all the time. It is still an animal product. Mm-hmm. It's not really a lesser than. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the that, dairy products, the cheese, the, all eggs that. And eggs mm-hmm. too. Eggs. Right. And then just the oils, just eating added oils and everything like we talked about. So those and there, are there are a lot of, of saturated fats in coconut and palm oil as well. Mm-hmm. And so you're thinking, and we heard for a long time, oh, coconut oil is it's hard a, healthy. It's a health it's food. It's great for you. It's a health food. No, let's just bust that myth, myth right now. No, it is not. And you don't need to be eating coconut oil. Not a great idea. Love it. Love it as a moisturizer. Use it all the time. But and it's great for things like that, but not not in and on your food. Not a great idea. All right. So we've covered here different ways to deal with carbs, which carbs are good, which carbs are not so good. So we want those whole plant food carbs. They are not the enemy. They are not the same as a white sugar, a corn syrup, a confectioner sugar. Those are the things you need to start getting out of your pantry. Get them out. And one other thing I wanted to touch on, too, with the whole foods is that you have the fiber, which you do mm-hmm. not have in animal products, and the fiber helps to slow down the absorption of the sugar. So you're not getting oh, those big, giant spikes all at one time. Great point. That's one of the reasons our bodies deals our bodies deal differently with the whole plant food yes. sugar. Yeah, it's because of the whole package. Everything was created in that thing in that food, right? That you yeah. need. And when we take it and we take away from 
or we add to, and that may sound familiar to you if you're familiar with the Bible, right? We're not to take away and add to his word. Well, think about it the same way with the food. You know, we start toying with it and making it our way and we start taking away and adding to, and that's when we start getting into trouble. No joke. I mean, we look at the science and that's what the science shows when we start taking away from not good. And so we don't want to eat the things that have been removed and highly processed because that's not whether you have diabetes or whether you don't. That's just not good for you. So we've cleared that up. We've talked about how what are the low glycemic fruits, right? Right. And that's some things you want to avoid when you go shopping to help to not clog those cells to not clog up the ability to absorb that sugar because you want to be able to function at your highest level. And these things that you've been told are genetic that you'll always have. You will see time and time again, testimonials, testimonials of people, and you'll hear them as you start looking for them of people who've reversed these diseases that they were told they'd have forever. And we're going to be sharing in an upcoming episode about some of our favorite movies that are plant based. You'll want to keep an eye out for that because in that you'll also get some great testimonials, especially from people who have reversed their diabetes as well. It has been great having you with us today. As always, thanks for giving your valuable time to hang out with us. We absolutely love it. We treasure you. We care about you. And we look forward to hearing more about how you're doing on your plant-based journey. We also want you to know if you're new to this path or you've been on it for a while and you just need some new recipes or you don't know where to start, we now have a cookbook bundle for you. It has some surprises in it, not just the cookbook. There are some bonuses available. There are also some courses available that are kind of hidden within that offer. I'm just giving you the inside scoop because you're our listeners and we treasure you guys. So make sure to go if you're interested in getting some new recipes and learning how to live this awesome plant-based life. Go to get.poweronplantscookbookbundle.com. And we will look forward to hanging out with you again next time on, I almost said Smarter Healthy Living, on Power on Plants podcast. Have a good day.